And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Hi, it's Scott here. On these lessons episodes of my podcast, I'll be selecting my favorite lessons from various guests and episodes of Success Story. Today, my guest is Alfie Isamar. She's the head of U.S. sales for Spendesk. Alfie was one of the first employees at Spendesk, growing the company through several growth initiatives and capital raises. He has grown the outbound strategy from the ground up and has been wildly successful with the company's sales, growing exponentially under his leadership. He's recently transitioned from his role focused on the UK markets to overseas as Spendesk hopes to capture market share in the US with the same success that they've seen under Alfie in Europe. So today, Alfie is going to teach about take-to-market strategy, how to take a product and to sell it to a demographic and then once you scaled in that demographic and found product market fit how do you duplicate that success in another region or in another country so let's start first like how you built out a commercial organization and it could be yeah. you it could be you and a team of of senior leadership it doesn't matter i'm still curious um within the uk and then how do you take that process and then transpose it into a new market is it identical or is there small nuances now that you do have a developed sales team yeah, sure. So um, maybe linking back to one of your other questions about the change from Bloomberg and going into a SaaS environment and, and kind of a rude awakening. So this ties in nicely. When, when I first started, it was very clear that I needed to come in uh, and create opportunities uh, so that we could then go and, and close them. Uh, I kind of, from working in such a structured environment, I kind of expected uh, wrongly uh, to come in, have a system to, to come in place, send my emails, do my activity, and out would pop a few oppos. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you, man. I, I'm just laughing because, sorry, just to put context, I used to work for, for Bell Canada, which was an enormous organization akin to it's not it's not international but it's it's publicly traded like akin to the size of bloomberg and now i'm i'm working in startup environments so like everything you're saying is i'm living it i'm living it i know i know <laughs> but uh no sorry i didn't mean to interrupt apologies no no it's 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 good um so yeah so so we just basically started doing that and uh you know kind of you know getting some results but you know definitely not what what, what we were hoping for at the beginning um uh, and i just remember you know sitting down with with my uh, boss is uh, nicholas marche our, our sales uh, revenue director uh, and he kind of just took me to one side and was like you know we're not getting results uh by doing what you're doing so you need to effectively figure it out and change what you're doing and i was like ah oh, okay so that's up to me <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, th useful advice, eh? Well, this isn't working, so what What about something else? What is that? I don't know, but something else. <laughs> startup world. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I kind of, uh, you know, just jumped into that, you know, head, head first and, and started, you know, working hard to figure that out. And um, there, there was two, two, two kind of key dynamics there. So um, you asked about opening up in different markets, if it's a copy paste and these sorts of things. So when we opened up in France, um, you know, we were in the French ecosystem community. So if you think of it like uh, your, your first circle and then what's your second circle and third circle, the, 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 the first circle with those friends and family, people you know and other founders in startups and Rod, our CEO, was out on his moped around Paris going to people that he knows. And that was a kind of the first 50 customers effectively. Um, but you, have, you know, your first 50 is going to get you through your first beta and it's going to get you first paying customers and so on. And then you can kind of expand out from there. Um, now, when I came into uh, the UK, we didn't have that at all. We weren't in the front, uh, so in the UK uh, ecosystem. Uh, we didn't have any brand. We didn't really have any customers either. Uh, and I think for the first kind of you know, three to six months, it was much more of a, a spray and pray type of uh, play. Mm -hmm. Uh, not necessarily intentionally, um, but it, we kind of just realized that actually we need to replicate what we've done in the French ecosystem more naturally there, but kind of uh, artificially create that in other markets. So that first started with getting hyper-focused on what our ideal customer profile was. So we knew exactly the size of the company that we were working well with, the types of brands, the pain points we were pretty quick in understanding that side. Um, so we just made sure that, you know, quality in, quality out. If you're contacting a right, wide range of uh, segments, then you're not necessarily going to get lots of traction. So we kind of got laser focus. And I think that uh, in with regard to if that's different for other markets, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that as an approach if uh, you didn't know that you had product market fit. I think for mm -hmm. us, we were pretty confident that we had product market fit right from the, right from the get-go in, in the UK market. Uh, in other markets, if we didn't have that product market fit, you do want to test lots of segments out to see which ones stick and then figure out, okay, this is then where we need to get laser focused. But I think our lack But that is... I was going to say that that is like when you, when you do when you are required to have a little bit more of um, a wide approach to identifying your, your proper product, product market fit in, in that environment, you have to be aware that that's going to take a little bit more time to commercialize. So then map that into your projections and map that into your business strategy. Because if you're trying to take on a market and you can't even afford to pay and keep the lights on at home, like in it's it's going to be it's going to be detrimental so i think that being aware that it's going to take a little bit longer to commercialize in a certain market is important to like your overall strategy if you don't if you don't have that that target customer profile ideal customer profile uh so defined it, it, exactly uh, and to that point you know they i think this is some of the issues that sales leaders have uh not even necessarily the sales leaders but working maybe with uh other ceos or senior management that aren't in the direct customer facing roles is when you do go to the market, if you don't have a product market fit, your objective is not to create a scalable sales process. Your objective is to get product market fit. And effectively, that sales leader is a medium for communicating with the market uh, and saying, okay, mm -hmm. it, you, know, you, wanna, you wanna make sure you have a sales leader that can, if a deal is gonna be won, they will win it. And if the deal uh, cannot be won, obviously they're gonna lose it. But you need to know that if you're not winning or you're not getting traction, it's because of a product market fit issue rather than an execution issue. But at the same time, you need to have that relationship with the senior management to know that, that this is not a case of how do we build a scalable process 
It's how do we make sure we've got those foundations to then build a scalable process on? Uh, and then that's you know when different kind of objectives. But <clears throat> I think that's where you have to have a very clear from top down to, to the rest of the teams. What are the objectives in this certain period and, and taking it from there? I like the way you phrase that because I do believe that um, a CEO that hires a sales leader too early on is looking for that scalable, repeatable, predictable revenue. And they don't understand that that perhaps they've hired the sales leader too early if they haven't figured out that product market fit yet. There's, you know, I'm always, I, I always say that you should probably hire a marketing leader before a sales leader to generate demand and that demand should flow over to the CEO who should then identify the proper sales opportunity, identify the buyer persona. And then once you have too much demand for the CEO and the close rate is exponentially high, then you can hire a sales leader to build a scalable sales process. But I think that a lot of, you know, I, I listen to a lot of sales podcasts myself and like the, the lifespan of a SaaS sales leader is something like max at 18 months. Yeah. But I don't think it's always, you know, sometimes it is the sales leader's fault, but I don't think it always is. I think a lot of it has to do with I'm hiring a, a VP sales. It's just going to drive my business to the next level. And they don't, the CEO doesn't, isn't aware that a lot of what should be done that he's asking the sales leader to do probably should be done by the CEO first. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, second to that point of the, of the tenure of a, of a sales leader, this is something I speak about fairly often in, in my posting on, on, on LinkedIn is the kind of difference between growth and, and a fixed mindset, not just of an individual, but also of a company. Uh, and I think that there are a lot of uh, founders that will hire a sales leader with the, okay, you've done X to X in another company. Uh, it's a copy paste because we hire you and you're going to do the same thing there. Uh, yeah. And that doesn't really just doesn't really work. Um, and it's a case, I think a lot of companies don't create an environment where they hire someone with the capability to uh, learn how to do that in the future and give them the tools to then succeed. And it tends to be the other way around where it's okay. I expect that you can do this. And the moment I'm seeing signs that you're not getting traction, then we're going to fire you. Uh, yeah. And that's, I think that is more of a fixed mindset rather than a growth mindset at a company kind of level. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary.
I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much, Indeed, for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, 
the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 